Greetings. Welcome to Sounds of My Doors, episode eight. Eight episodes in which we've explored the music found in my CD collection housed in drawers. Do I regret the pun? No, I do not. I'm Jeremy Myers, former major label guy, professional podcaster gone amateur, and I'm not wearing any pants. You guys know the deal by now. Each week, I'll take you through three albums you may not have heard and some recollections of how they came into my life, making this slightly more interesting than the equivalent Spotify playlist, but, you know, not much. Except for that whole pants thing. Please give me feedback. I would love to hear what you think. Uh, at Jeremy Myers on Twitter, deepercontext.com is how to get in touch with me. Tell me it's great. Tell me it sucks. Tell me you want to hear more reggae. But I won't play it because I hate reggae. Anyway, enough of me. Take it away, me. Do you guys like Rush? I'm not playing Rush. I just got an email that says Rush is releasing three box sets uh, spanning their entire career. It just sounds like it sounds like a lot of instrumental masturbation. Anyway. This week is the late 80s, early 90s edition, apparently, based on the CDs that I've chosen. Oh, also, before I start, you should know that I don't believe in guilty pleasures. You like what you like. Don't be ashamed. That being said, my first choice is The Proclaimer's Sunshine on Leith. Let's get out of the way. You know them from this. But I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 but that's not what I'm here to talk to you about. I'm here to talk to you about the rest of the album. Yes, of course, I bought the album on cassette after hearing the song a bunch of times because of Benny and June. Um, but the rest of the album is actually really good, too. And uh, you, you might notice that's a running theme on my podcast and in my musical taste, the one-hit wonders that actually uh, have talent rather than just being one-hit wonders. The rest of the album is... Um, jangly pop music with a strong Celtic influence, kind of like The Alarm, or maybe, mm, I won't say you 2 because they're sort of more Celtic than anthemic. Yeah, I'm using big words today. They actually also have a really nice, sad cover of Steve Earle's My Old Friend the Blues, which is worth listening to. But the track I would love to play for you right now from the Brothers Reed is the only overtly political song on the album. It's called Cap in Hand on Sounds from My Drawers. Without starting to stutter But I can't understand why we let so 
now. Wasn't that nice? And there's two of them. They're twins. It's not just some trick of CGI. Take that, Michael Bay. Anyway, next on our late 80s, early 90s show are the folks responsible for this earworm. Welcome. Anyway, if you like pop metal, like, say, Bon Jovi or bands like that, Mr. Big's Lean Into It is kind of a lost classic in that genre. Um, It was released in 1991, just as Nirvana's Nevermind was hitting, so thanks, Nirvana. But it's actually uh, much closer to metal than pop also, one of the reasons this album sticks out in my mind um, is because I'm always interested in the story behind how things happened, like uh, liner notes and uh, behind-the-scenes footage from DVDs. Um, and this album, when I bought it on cassette, uh, each song had a, a sentence or two about about the song and about the composition process uh, in, that I thought was really interesting. And I always wished that more bands would, would do something like that. Uh, of course, later I got to build podcasts that sort of answer that same question. So in a way, Mr. Big inspired me to be where I am today. So thanks, Mr. Big. Anyway, here's the second track from that album, sort of a southern tinged driving song called Alive and Kickin' on Sounds from My Drawers. Turn it up.
Do you feel sufficiently rocked? I know that you do. Well, enough with that, huh? Too much rocking. Your parents would be ashamed. And there goes your hipster cred for sure. But I digress. So this third selection is kind of weird. In the era before the electronica boom of the late 90s, when artists like Prodigy and Chemical Brothers and such made themselves known to all the bros of the world, uh, there was a an earlier moment in time with artists like Delirium, remember them, uh, and Enigma, the sort of new agey but uh, a little more on the electronic side of things broke through a little bit. Um, and at that time, I spent a lot of time at Tower Records on 4th Street and Broadway, and anyone who lives in New York and is at all into music will remember it fondly in Tip of 40. I basically spent enough time there that people thought I worked there, and I would give them music recommendations and such. Um, and one evening, I was in there looking for something to buy, uh, and this album called Mood Food was on... And I really dug it. It was kind of mellow and ethereal. And there was a voice that I recognized, uh, which turned out to be Chrissy Hind. How they got together, I don't know, but I bet Wikipedia does. Uh, so this is that album. It's called Mood Swings. And I'm going to play the song that actually features Chrissy Hind. It's called Spiritual High, State of Independence, Part 2. Um, the whole album is worth checking out. It sets a mood. Certainly, if you like this track, the rest of the album is basically like this. So sit back, get your black light going, relax, and enjoy. Touching my 
So it's a one long mix, so it cuts out. I do not condone any substances you may or may not be taking while listening to that track. And that will do it for Sounds from My Drawers, episode 8, the late 80s, early 90s edition. Uh, I hope you are enjoying listening to these as much as I am creating them, which is, you know, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I think they're pretty good. Uh, anyway... At Jeremy Myers is me on Twitter. DeeperContext.com is the website. I will leave you with some more mood food and guarantee that there's nothing after this song so you can stop it whenever you want. Bye!
told you there'd be nothing here. Go to work. <laughs>